commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Comeback, and you're listening to Core World News, your Holland News show for in-depth coverage and analysis for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to our special pitch episode for the continuation of the Skywalker saga. Now be your hosts, Ben Grant and Adam, to make their pitches. All right. Thank you, Grex. Yeah. Um, it's uh, very nice to be back here on a short week. Um, hope you enjoyed our special roundup for uh, May the 4th. Um, we decided um, we wanted to do something a little different this week, break it up. We've got a, you know, covered a lot of news lately. And um, this is an episode we have been talking about for months um, mm-hmm. and wanting to do specifically. Um, and I'm really excited to get down to it. So we are going to pitch um, movies that would continue on it would be a sequel to the sequel trilogy um and super sequel a super sequel i like that (laughs) labeled it now just (laughs) trademarked um grant super sequel uh so that's what we're gonna do and i'm very very excited about it i hope you are all too hope you have some ideas feel free to uh fire them in on the internets uh to us yeah Um, after you hear this let us know what you think um that would be cool so, gentlemen, I, th- I think what we decided what we're going to do, we've all we've talked to each other a lot about this, but we all have our own original ideas. So I think we're going to just sort of keep firing ideas back and forth and sort of try and bring our synthesize our ideas into one somehow or at least have it be some sort of three way dialogue um, as yeah. to what it, what it could be. Um, so with that, um, one of you two gentlemen want to start off with certain uh, certain ideas. I'm not going after Grant. That's for sure. Um, yes, you need to start. I'm dying to hear your pitch. I'm dying uh, oh, to hear your, your. It wasn't me necessarily Grant volunteering to yeah. go first. I just wasn't going to go after Grant. So all I right. guess I could take it away though, if you want me to. Sure. Um, We've all just be... a little backstory. I just want to lay this out. Yeah. We all have some groundwork here, but Grant <laughs> does write scripts all the time, yeah. and he's yeah. had you know he's been had ideas for this for a long time. So he has a larger base of knowledge. Um, you know, or at least more time thinking about this. We'll see. Yes. Um, but uh, Adam, take it away. Yeah. What do you think? Ben, I've written a very basic horror story that's very linear and no surprises or anything interesting happens in it. So here I go. Nice. Um, so mine's probably the least formed. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know where you're all at, but mine's not super formed. I don't have a title or anything like that. I do have the first word of the crawl, which is where kind of my story builds off of. Ooh. And that is peace exclamation point. Since my favorite opening crawl line ever is war exclamation point. All right. uh, we come in a decade after the events of rise of Skywalker. Uh, we are at a, a time of peace in the galaxy. The, I haven't named it, but whatever the new ish, newer, newest Republic is out there functioning. Well, there is, there's little discord in the galaxy. Uh, Ray, along with her teacher, some of her teachers, uh, some faces we'd recognize like Finn and Ahsoka are running the Jedi Temple with her. Um, Behind the scenes, so this is not necessarily going to happen to this probably be somewhat a big reveal behind the scenes. What is happening is that what we don't know is that the final order was actually waging war on two sides. And that while they were there, they were actually holding off a horde of invaders um, who we will find later, probably towards Act 3, are the Chiss. That they've when, you act- say, when you say uh, the 
first final. order, or did you say the final, final order, order in right. or Exegol in the other in Exegol? So they've they've been keeping this other group at bay, and so once they collapsed ten years ago, this has allowed the Chiss to slowly worm their way into the unknown regions and into our galaxy. In fact, they've been slowly taking over worlds, and and our heroes have not been aware of it, uh, led by Grand Admiral Thrawn. Of course, uh, who is our our empire, uh, you know, version in this story. He probably has uh, a new title at this point in the Chiss ascendancy. Like yes. Sort of like chief monarch or something. We can mm-hmm. see he he's ascended through the ranks out there. Yeah. And um, the way we learn of this, some of our heroes learn of this, is that um, Finn, along with a group of Padawan, have gone missing. They have gone off to a uh, to uh, he takes some of them on a quest to get their lights, uh, their their kyber crystals. They go missing. Ahsoka and um, Rey notice that they're missing, but didn't notice anything happen through the Force. So they're confused. How could we lose all these students? How could we lose Finn and not feel it through the Force? So they've started to realize that the Force, there's a shadow over the Force that they're not aware of. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile... Uh, we also have the Chiss have been working their way through the galaxy by by working alongside um, pirates, gangsters, and basically the underworld. Uh, our crime syndicate, and this is run by Kira, who has gone full uh. has gone full dark side basically on this. She is running the syndicates. She is she is basically the Chiss's like arm into the galaxy. Um, we, whoever's running the Republic, which I haven't figured out, actually, hey, it's Rose. Uh, <laughs> let's make Rose. Just figured it out. Yeah, there you go. We want Rose in this. I want Rose in this movie. I want her to have a good role. So she's, she's part of the leadership, if not the leadership. Um, she has asked that Poe, because of his spice running background, along with his partner, Zori Bliss, go undercover, uh, to figure out what's going on in the underworld. Action, 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 things, 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 yada, yada, yada. The big reveal at the end of this, of what I see is the, the first three episodes, is, is that somehow the Chiss have found a way to to hide themselves from the Force. And the way they do that is that once we get onto their ship, um, at some point our heroes get onto their ship at the end, they come into a room and they see a, an emaciated humanoid hanging from a wall, hooked up into things, and what we realize at the very end is it's Ezra Bridger who has been who has been hooked up and used as a way to shield uh, the Chiss from the uh, from the Force. Nice. As like so he's, he's like an organic like mind shield. Basically, yes. I love this. It feels like a natural progression from what we've read about the Chiss in the Zahn books, especially Thrawn's relationship with the Empire and later the First Order. It, I you always felt this foreboding feeling that that relationship was going to crumble at some point, that the Chiss were at some point going to make a move against the Empire. I think you feel that the tension's always there in those scenes. And for this to be the story route that you take, I think it's brilliant because I feel like that is, we're finally going to get into that crumble. We're finally going to get into some some big moves from the Chiss, which is really interesting. And they look super, they look great. Like they're great yeah. villainous looking characters. They have big, bright red eyes, uh, you know, matching all the red color scheme of, of The Last Jedi and some of the, fun stuff we saw in Snoke's throne room and stuff like that. I mean, those red eyes can really be played in a big way. Um, I like the Ezra Bridger um, storyline because it shows that he lost that fight with Thrawn. It's super depressing. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he seemed but, like he was on top when that all went down. And then uh, we don't know if that's even going to continue in Rebels or whatnot. Yeah. But if it doesn't, I love this for a live action angle because it's dark. It's dark and it's scary. And it shows that, you know, Ezra did always have that inkling towards the dark side. Like yeah. it was always in the show. And so for that, to, it will come full circle if he really does fall in a big way. So well, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And I want to leave the hope angle there. So he's not going to be dead. Right. And so my thought is that he will be a character in the next two Episodes who's damaged and broken, but is slowly coming back into himself. And my hope is, if we were to do the trilogy, that he would eventually become a leader in the in the Jedi as well. But perhaps not necessarily a warrior, but a more you know more of a wizened kind of slightly broken, but but you know pushing towards good. That's a really interesting thing, Adam, because you could um, it because so who were the people that went after Ezra? It was Ahsoka. And yeah, that I haven't really quite worked out, but I think I, I mean Ray's definitely going to be there. Um, I think I think it's within I mean, like, there. In, yeah, in Rebels, how did, oh, how did in we Rebels? Do that? Who yeah, it's going to be a, it's Ahsoka <clears throat> and Sabine, right? I think and are just going those two, right? Because um, what's her name stayed behind. Uh, Hera stayed behind. Yeah, Hera's with Jason, right? And I think they're on a they're yeah. on a ship, but I don't think I think so, we only yeah, see. So, yeah. so, so that means that their mission failed. But what it could also mean is that like this could be some impetus for Ahsoka to reach out to Rey and reconnect with with Jedi leadership and try yeah. and, and and merge them because like we were unsuccessful. We need an army and then, you know, to, to rescue him. And this also bears I mean, they could be the 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 bellwethers. They could be the Paul Revere of being like the Chiss are coming. We need to, you know, we need to mobilize this task force. Yeah. Or, or our, you know, our our military. I really like Ben. You mentioned that like this is how you get Ahsoka in, and I like that because I had already had her there because I want her in there, but I didn't have an organic yeah. reason. And so I like the idea of like that's another big thing is that maybe her introduction comes through this um, through this mission, right? Maybe they run into yeah. her in the unknown reasons regions, and then she becomes a bigger part of episodes eleven and twelve. Yeah, you know, in terms of like becoming, yeah, yeah, yeah. That also is a fitting last stage for her arc. I mean, she failed to bring Anakin back and redeem him if she eventually if it if it's Ezra Bridger in the end who's fallen so far down the dark path and she redeems him. That's a little microcosm of, you know, what happened with Anakin, but all over again. And it's just it's 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 kind of that that climactic finish to her story yeah. that would be really fun. That'd be all cool. Right. It'd be, I think her story does. I think Ezra is is involved in her story later on, no matter which yeah. way. Go. I mean, and are you, this wait, is so are you saying Ezra falls to the dark side or I thought you said Ezra was like a force slave where he yeah, was like plugged so in. I was thinking more of being plugged in, but I, I, I like the idea that it's, um, <laughs> but almost I in like, that pain, you, you, you join the dark side. Right? Yeah. Like he's almost become, um, maybe not, maybe not like completely agreeing with it, but just he has fallen in that. It's just the less, it's just easier, right? It's just easier to go along with it. Maybe. Right. It's almost like, um, we just we just finished watching Man in the High Castle, which nice. Yeah, I've read the book. I have not watched the show. I don't. You were all about we're all about positivity, so I'll just move along. Um, but there is a character <laughs> in that, um, the Man in the High Castle, in fact, who kind of falls in similar is under captivity and is kind of going along to go along in some ways, though he's resisting a little bit. But I like that we get to the point where Ezra's stopped resisting. Like he's I almost kind of vision him as like this almost like a zombified character because I feel like it's been so hard for him. He doesn't he's not even conscious of it anymore. He's just sure. he's lost the will to fight back. I also I, I just started uh I re picked up Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time mm. or uh series. 
Yeah. And and they essentially have force wielders in that. Um, they but they're you know, there's like the female side of the force and the male side of the for, uh, things. It's called like side in and side whatever. But there's one culture that actually created these tools that make them slaves. And mm. like they literally like wear leashes and have these like wielders, these power wielders on yeah. leashes. And so that sort of is what, you know, you know, he could be he could be made to use his powers against his will, even though they, they seem to really worship the force wielders as like they're they're the navigators of the Chiss. Yeah. We learned that in, in the Thrawn books. But um, it could be it could be different. Like maybe there's a, a more militant sect or this is just what Thrawn hashed out is the best use of their things. You know, we could, we'll use you against your will if we have to. Yeah, I feel like Thrawn is such a strategist that that's his, he, he doesn't really care. Right. Like it's all about right. strategy. Um, yeah. I almost that's interesting. So, I almost see him as like as Ezra as a um, I have issues with the whole storyline, but the reek, what's his name? Uh, Greyjoy yeah, yeah, becomes yeah, reek. Like yeah. he's almost like a reek by the, by the end of this, yeah. right? Just also, like, yeah. Yeah. It also reminds me a lot of X2. <laughs> like an X-Men film. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. The best precedents. Yeah. The mastermind yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The mastermind yeah, yeah. Character. Uh, yeah. Using a Jedi against the Jedi and in a way where, you maybe you maybe you as the villain don't have force powers yourself, but you use a Jedi to be that. Yeah. You know, that, that uh, it would certainly be an an impetus for the new Jedi school, new Jedi order to sort of engage in this yeah. if they're if they're directly being threatened by this um, extraterrestrial force that's not an extraterrestrial, you know, extra galactical force that's not um, just another Sith ar- army. You know, it's yeah. Like, it's, this is a threat that they can feel that's not coming from a Sith, and that's that's interesting. And that, to me, is part of the weakness of mine, or part of what needs to be figured out, is where does the dark side come in to this, right? Because there's not really a dark side except for Ezra, kind of, whatever. And I, I had something going in my mind about is there disagreement in the Jedi Order? Are there certain it will it will an apprentice fall, right? Maybe someone in the in the or maybe someone in the in the group with Finn. Falls. I even play with Finn falling, but I really don't like that storyline. I don't want Finn to be. Uh, I want Finn to be a hero through and through. So I don't know. There's there's work to be done there for sure. Yeah, I, think, I think you have a lot of fun dialogue in there because you could have Thrawn, you know, talking about how inefficient the Emperor was because of how selfishly indulgent he was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and really play up how he's going to run this empire better than anyone had in the, in the past. I mean, I threw Thrawn in there mostly because. I, I love the character, but like, how fun is it to write that character? And oh, how fun so is it to fun. write that character's dialogue and to see that dialogue on screen? Yeah. Like, you just like, it's going to be like just such like old British. Like, it's going to be amazing to hear that. Totally. Yeah. 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 The voice actor in Rebels for Thrawn is, I think, perfect. Yeah. I just, I can't even hear any other voice anymore. It's just this like really cold, calm, clipped. Yeah, um, precise diction that uh, that's really great to listen to and, and really sounds like the character. Yeah. Um, Grant, right. do you want to do you want to take it away here? I, I, I'm not going to have much to add overall, but I feel like um, we're burying the lead here. Um, yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> well, I don't, have, I, think, like, I don't have a super formal pitch or like log line yeah. or like that. I just have what I've always thought would be the like natural organic continuation of the mythology. And so I'll pitch that. That's kind of what I'll pitch. It's not mm-hmm. like a formal log line. And let's do it treatment but um so you'd have to figure out a time to shoot these films wherein the actors wouldn't you know 
be so far out of their prime, but also there's you feel like some real growth has happened behind the scenes. And I feel like um, I feel like 25 years is mm. kind of needed. 25 years plus. I don't think 10 years will do it. I think 25 years would do it just because I feel like there's real growth there. I feel like there's, there's a lot to, to, to mine after that, especially because you have Ray who sets off to do probably so many things after that film. But um, I think you'd in, I think the, the galaxy I think would appear after the, the, the sequel trilogy would be one where the free Republic is at peace, much like Adam's script. And um, Ray is the grand master of a new Jedi order, right? Like that she's, now the leader of all the Jedi. And I think much like you get in the Bloodlines novel where in Leia's kind of uh, parent, uh, familial reveal that she's Vader's child, I think I don't think you do that in a book. I think you actually do that in the films. Mm. I think you do. I think in the films, you explore the idea that she's a Palpatine and people start to understand that. And people, she has a claim to be the Empress if, if there was ever a resurgence of the Empire. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of that's, that should actually be on people's minds because I think that's pretty interesting. That's really yeah. dramatic and dark and scary. And um, I, I, I don't know if this is right for the character, but I've always felt it would be interesting. And it kind of, this is mainly a payoff for all the people who really, really loved Kylo Ren. But I think, be, and, and a payoff for why you don't see Kylo Ren's ghost at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, in that I think Rey should, you know, have children. I think she should have twins. I think that's just like a, a it, it's a place to the diet. It plays to everything that was in Tross. And, uh, and she gets, tw- she, she has twins. And, and I think they're fathered by a ghost Kylo Ren. I think that's a big payoff for certain people that absolutely loved Kylo Ren and wanted Kylo, re- Kylo's redemption, wanted Kylo to live after the rise of Skywalker, but he didn't. And we didn't even get the ghost. And for not getting the ghost, I think this is what you do. I think this is what you do because the ghost isn't in the film. I think, I think we should stop here for a second and <laughs> yeah. dive a little deeper. On this. Yeah. So we, this is one of the key things that we talked about after plenty of, let's just say time together in a casual setting. And, um, <laughs> and when, when Ben means, Ben means drinking, not, not drinking, anything else. Drinking. Cause that also yeah, sounded yeah. very, <laughs> well, well, you know, I don't know about where your mind goes, but yes, I'm nice trying puddle, to talk, we had a good discussion about, talk about, yes, yes. There were, uh, beverages but when you said this to me about like a you know a ghost birth uh, i first laughed at it and then i needed to have it happen because, <laughs> exactly yeah like, because it seems like crazy but the you know things you've mentioned grant is that like you never see sex in star wars it just doesn't happen like sex is kissing it's like right. when you know like that is like a metaphor for for sexual relations in this thing you know it's as much as they do um and 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 so and of course this is myth and it's mythology, um, and there's definitely I mean, and we have a virgin birth already. So like this is kind of a short step. It's a shorter step even than Anakin's virgins. Um, so I love it. I I, I think it's yeah. I think it opens up do- like it opens up the galaxy in a really cool way, um, and and adds a lot adds a lot to this. Yeah, it felt interesting, but I doubted it at first because I th- I think there's there's multitudes of stories where Ray doesn't have children and she sets out to do lots of different things. That I mean, there are the sure. other ideas that could be presented that I think are perfect, are great. I just for me, I, this felt right because you don't see the ghost at the end of the film. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I love first of all, I think there's a clear line between this and episode nine, right? It feels like a continuation as, as Greg said of the Skywalker saga, right? Like this seems a continuation of the story we saw before. I agree. The jump in time 
is good, right? That amount of time makes sense. Um, I love twins. I think that is something that is weirdly key in Star Wars, as much as we don't see it all that much. I think I think that is there's something there, right? Uh, I love that Kylo's the father. Um, one thing I would I would think about personally is like. I love, I mean, maybe I'm a J.J. Abrams guy, which I don't think I am for a lot of reasons, but um, I like the mystery box as long as you know what the what's inside the mystery box. Um, and this is going to be a weird reference. Um, anyone watch the later seasons of The X-Files? Was I? The oh, only yeah. One? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought I might have been the only one. Uh, they were great. But when when Scully had her child, there was a lot of um, a lot of debate and even in the show itself unclear whether it was Mulder's child or not right right and so i would almost like this idea because i like things are being said about her behind her back right like i i love this idea that her her palpatine heritage yeah, comes yeah. out yeah. and i love the idea that people are like maybe behind her back going call it referring to her as like empress ray right like just like yeah, using it almost that. as totally. like a like just as a slight like as an epithet, almost right? as a pejorative yeah exactly. like oh the empress over there yeah Right. And, and if there's so, any loyalists or centrists left in government, they all see her as that, right? Yeah. As the emperor. Yeah. And imagine if you had that on top of like people constantly like gossiping about where did these kids come from, right? Like I love this idea of like it's so now, right? That everyone just is in everyone everyone's business. But I, I love all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to the to the we kids. Stop right? there. Carry on. Yeah. So let's get to the kids. The kids, yeah. I think, are the new stars of this trilogy. Uh, as much as I'd love, and I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I did think about having kind of ragtag outsiders, you know, people who have no connection to Ray be the main characters and tried to force a story from there. But then I thought we've, are, we, we've just so newly been introduced to Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and some of these wonderful actors that I think that's where the journey needs to stick. I don't mm -hmm. think we, we don't need to jump to new characters. I mean, obviously, yes, can lots I, of new characters. Can I but. interject with a question here? Um, yeah, when do you want this movie made? I know you want this to take place 25 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker. I think but... you can do it in like 18 years or 15 years, probably. <laughs> Maybe 10, if you age up okay. Daisy a little bit. I don't know. My, hey, okay. here's a sell sales point for mine. Five years. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sales point. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Well, I think you do this. I think you could do this in 510. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I think this could be in three to five, and you age them yeah. up if you even if you wanted to do that, which would be really fun. Like we had to age, like de-age other ones. We could yeah. age Ray and Finn up if you wanted it to take place this far down the line. And I yeah, think you could totally do right. it with the technology in five years. I mean, it's good right now. In five years, it'll be seamless. I mean, look what they did with um, what's her name who played Peggy Carter in the Captain America movies. Like we can age people sure. up pretty pretty easily. So. Yeah, in the Westworld finale, they aged up a character um, mm. beautifully. That was that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. You could even, I mean, God forbid, hire new actors. But uh, nonetheless, I would I would rather the the aging up aging them up. But um, so the kids, uh, I've thought about this a lot. I they can't be a Ray and Kylo, and they can't be a Luke and Leia. They have to be something new, something fresh that we haven't seen before. And so I think the interesting angle there is you have Ray see that one child has a prone, to, you know, it, it shows a proclivity towards the light side and being good and following the Jedi doctrine, whereas the other one uh, seems like emotionally unstable, troubled, you know, showing similar behavior to Kylo. And I think 
that's the boy. I think the boy is the troubled one. I think the uh, the, the girl is the one who takes to to raise, a, you know, legacy and and the Jedi Order and and wants to be a Jedi just like her. And I think Ray does allow the girl to come under her wing and become a Jedi with her, whereas the boy is sent to just live out a kind of standard Republic, you know, maybe a like a soldier, maybe a soldier's life, maybe under Finn's wing, maybe something like that, where he's just, he's not, he's not allowed to be a Jedi. She doesn't want him to be a Jedi. She's also scared of Palpatine blood running through the boy that she's very scared about. Uh, she thinks he's prone to destruction. All the while she thinks he's prone to dest- destruction. She is learned, Ray is learning about an ancient Sith, you know, uh, Uber character that was a woman similar to Abeloth in the Legends novels, who was like this super dark sorceress where you bring in the Duarte, you bring in all the ancient ruins underneath Vader's castle, you bring in all this stuff to explore this new, super powerful dark side entity that was uh, female in identity. And uh, and it was a goddess of destruction. Yeah, and, and so for those where... that don't know, Abeloth was the, the mother. So if you know the Mortis arc at all, um, where there was the father and then the son and the daughter. Abeloth was the the wife right. of the father, the mother, and she was a, she, but she was a super dark, super, super dark, powerful. yeah, oh, a super powerful chaos entity, which is fascinating. So yeah, and so around the time of this discovery of finding this out, she's also you know treating her son in, in an unbalanced way, sending him off into a life under Finn's wing. Finn is this all time soul. I don't. I would love Finn to be a Jedi. I would love Finn Windu. Like I would love that. Don't get me wrong, but some some part of me wants him to have a lightsaber and a blaster and just be this swashbuckling yeah. epic yeah. hero Love who's it. like this this awesome hero who yeah uses the it's almost like a Kyle Katarn in a way, but not disgraced. Like he's just like he just never really jumped yeah. into the order and, and wanted to be a monk. He just kind of like carries a lightsaber, has a blaster, uses the force, just does everything you'd want to do in the Star Wars galaxy without being like you know beholden to some some well, tenant. Yeah, can I jump in there for a second? He he takes it. Leia's path and and meaning that like. Like to Leia, her main role was to be a leader and that her Jedi side was secondary. Right. And so maybe for him, he's a soldier who taps into the force, but it's not he doesn't consider himself a Jedi. Right. Like he doesn't yeah. practice it. He just uses it when he needs it. I love that idea. Right. That he never actually. Yeah. I I, I mean, I would love him to be like Obi-Wan Kenobi or like a, a Qui-Gon type. Like I could see him growing there, but I also feel like this this just feels weirdly right in a weird way. But um. And then the son sent off to be with him. But then uh, during this time, Ray is also going around the galaxy purifying dark temples. Like there are all these dark temples left over from when when Luke was scouring the galaxy for Exegol that he never got a chance to purify. And she is finding out about this this ancient idol uh, like uh, Abeloth, this Abeloth idol character, this ancient Sith idol. And she's like, I'm going to destroy all the altars to this idol because this idol scares me. And I feel like I myself am this goddess of destruction. I think Ray has that feeling that she might be this almost this reincarnation or this echo of that same goddess of destruction because she has Palpatine blood. It's very confusing. All the while she's going to these temples, she brings her daughter. She tells her daughter not to come with her. And but nonetheless, the daughter doesn't listen. She comes with her on one mission and the daughter goes into the temple and starts getting whispered. She starts hearing the whispers of this Abeloth idol character. She approaches a kind of Sith holocron. Sith holocron explodes, shatters in her face, glass gets lodged in her face, and the Abeloth character enters the girl's body and like becomes the new villain of the three of the three films. And that's okay. kind of my pitch for, okay. for where that wow. so, what I would do. Yeah. Very much. I also love the fact that I love the fact that Grant was just like I don't really have that form of a pitch. And then I'm sitting here like, like just with my beer, just watching, like, tell me more. Like it, it, it's 
it's pretty well formed, Grant. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. But go ahead, Ben. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to because I was worried when you started going, I was like, not another boys are bad, girls are good sort of like trope in this thing. Yes. And yeah. I love the head fake there. Where it's like, nah, the kids, you know, the, the boy's fine. And I love to see him flourishing, hanging out with Finn and Poe, um, you know, despite the fact that she's just like uneasy about that. And then, yeah, because it's 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 women can be powerful, you know, negative forces as well. And, and I, I like I mean. I'd be interested in seeing that story very much. And that'd be sort of, that would be fascinating to see her. See her I do mean, that. how great of a character is Cersei from game of Thrones, right? Like, like that's such yeah. one of the best, all bad guys of all time. Um, and I love this idea. I do similar to Ben. I love the head fake, right? I love the fake out of like, you think the kid who's, who's struggling is going to be the one. And like, I also think there's, there's something there where like, yeah, maybe he is damaged. Maybe he is struggling. And this crises, whatever it is kind of, is the one that helps him through it, right? Like this, right. he feels this pull because he's needed, right? Like he was struggling before. Um, Grant, I, I I didn't think I mentioned this last time, but I 100% agree with sticking with Ray and her lineage and and the and the Skywalker and Palpatine lineage. I mean, I know you talked about like you're struggling. Maybe we go with new characters, but Star Wars now because we have so much of this extended universe stuff happening. I don't mind that the Skywalker saga sticks with the characters that we know, right? Like that's the, the yeah. that's what the the numbered ones are, and all the other the, the dozens of other movies and TV shows that are going to happen grow the galaxy, and we can focus on anything that's a numbered thing. And that's why I love. I feel like yours feels like a like clearly connected to the Skywalker trilogy, but also keeps going and explores new territories. Um, I love the force stuff in there too. Like I think you hit the force yeah. stuff on on the head. Yeah, purifying Sith temples. Like there's always, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we love archaeology in Star Wars, and we love Sith, yeah. you know, any sort of Jedi and Sith temples. And like it, it makes a lot of sense for her to be like, ugh, there's still all this like darkness in the galaxy, and it's really grinding my gears. And like going out and just being like finding these because it's it's the antithesis. It's like she's undoing Palpatine's legacy. Yes, he through and was like, oh, we're gonna have all this. We're gonna do that, and um, and that. That makes a lot of sense, and it would be super fun to watch as well. And I see Ray doing that. Ray doesn't seem to me to be someone as much as he stayed on Jakku forever. She She's always seems, yeah, she wants to do things. She wants to accomplish things, right? She seems like that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that it's gone. It's gone. Cool. Well, that <laughs> I was like, I was extending that sentence, hoping by the end of it, I would, <laughs> I would get back in, and I didn't. Oh, wait, I got it. I'm back. So uh, I love the fact that uh, Ray is struggling with the fact that she's a Palpatine. I, I love the messaging of episode nine. And I truly believe in that. Like this idea of like you choose your family, you choose your lineage. Um, but it was done in such a way because it was only one movie that I feel like that 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 idea needs to be examined more. And drawn out more yeah. because because no one deals with it that quickly. No matter how good of a person you are, how strong of a person you are, that is something that you're going to be processing for your entire life. So I look like they would come back 25 years later. She she knows who she is. She knows that she's a Jedi. She knows that she has to do good. But this is part of her story, too, that she has Palpatine's blood in her. So I like that. I like that. That's yeah, still and, part and the, of her story. The, the main villain of the piece mm -hmm. actually poetically represents that by being an ancient idol of the sith by being in the past something yeah. that maybe the past can never die because you have to root it out 
you know, you have to you have to kill it root and stem. You got to get rid of the dark legacy. You can't let it go on or you'll know, press forward. And so mm-hmm. it, it, there's a lot of layers to that. I think you can explore in the story. Uh, her thinking the boy might end up like Ben Solo is another you know tie to the past. You know, like yes. uh, her dealing with yeah. the pal- her palpatineness is a tie to the past. This new enemy is a tie to the past. Everything's kind of about the past coming back to haunt you. And I think that's kind of scary. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of scary. And I mean, Palpatine was represented that a bit in Tross, but it's like it didn't it didn't ring out as really scary to me. It didn't land because it wasn't set up. Like, and I don't mean that necessarily as a critique, but I wouldn't even necessarily have pegged that as a as a theme of Episode Nine. Um, right. So, but I, I love it. I think I think this is good, and I think again, it connects. Episode 11, 11 or ten, I should say, feels like a logical extension of the nine movies that came before it. Right, and as Ray learns about all this ancient knowledge, we can even have a almost like Fellowship of the Rings type opening where you see like the the, the story of Abeloth to a degree, uh, mm. to a certain point, you know, and then um, mm-hmm. and then we'll die. And even the story of Abeloth in itself is kind of microcosm of everything that's going on with Ray in this story. Right? Everything has to tie together in these beautiful layers. And like you said, Ben, she's the mother in the Mortis arc. So you'd have to bring in all of that. You know, you have to bring in all of that. And there's so you could do exposition on that as well. Right. A lot of that stuff would have to come in as well. And you'd and you'd have a you'd have a good vehicle for all that with the the new villain. You know what I mean? Whereas you don't have a you can't just jump into you can't just go to the planet like the Trevara script. It's not like let's just go there. It's like I think you need to be eased into the Mortis Mm -hmm. arc and the deeper stuff, the deeper, you know, qualities of the force. So I'm seeing a lot of like common themes through what we've done. And obviously we've talked about this a lot and we agree about a lot of exciting new um, ventures, you know, as far as like having Ray pay play this major role and in involving, you know, new Jedi school, you know, we're going to have new, um, new uh, antagonists and, you know, and they're going to be dark side and there's going to be some sort of, you know, there's going to be wars. And so me as the, the constant negotiator, I, I feel like there's room <laughs> What I want is I want both of your stories. Yeah, um, and there's room there for them. That's, that's what I mean. And so my view was more to start with something like what Adam did. And, and my my own want is to just jump right into the sequel. And I think it's just like they've just created such fantastic characters, especially with the big three of like Poe, Finn, and Ray. I just want to get right in to like where it goes. Like not too much time has passed. Um, and she's trying to think about the next steps and grant, I, I, I know what you're saying as far as like the, the, what makes the most sense canonically and in, in the way they've done things. I do think it makes sense to jump 25 years and that's probably the best way to do it because that seems how they've sort of divided these trilogies in the past. But, um, but still I'm going to stick with my guns here and say, let's start with Ray starting the new Jedi Academy. I want to see all of this. Let's take the time. Let's do two trilogies. Let's start with, you know, with Adam's, you know, Adam's idea. I, I was thinking about having, so Ray starts a new Jedi Academy on Agent Kloss or another planet, if you want, with Finn. And Finn is like her, her right-hand man. And, um, and, and she's like, I want to see her gather these characters together. Like, okay, I want to start this thing. This is the direction I'm going to go in. We need to find new force users. And then at this time, there's still, you have, um, the resistance still exists. It's turned into something else. I don't have a name for it yet, um, but they are are still rooting out. You know, as this is happening, they're still rooting out the rem- remnants of the first and the final order, and purging all of that out. And that's being led by um, Rose, 
um, Lieutenant Connix, Wedge Antilles, Nora Wexley, DAC, Beaumont Kin. I was you know, like waiting that, for uh, Captain Exposition to come in. Yeah, you know, like th- that group. And then I was thinking like Poe's, Poe's, like the leaders of Poe's like X-Wing squadron um, are the, um, they're the aces from mm-hmm. Resistance, which sounds kind of crazy, but I would actually just merge in all those um, all of those resistance people in live action because I think they're great characters. So you have Kaz and Jarek and Tora and Hype and Niku and Freya and Griff and Bo Kevel and Sidon Fano, you know, like all those, all those people that were sort of called into there. So I, I think, I mean, at the risk of it being too expositiony, like let's really just like corral this, the expanded universe they've made and pour them in as the basis Based for expanding the galaxy, so we've got this this um, paddock of stars and characters that we already know, and then it'll start breaking out again. But I mean, you've got an air force there, you know, you've got a starfighter force with the with the aces at the beginning there, and some familiar characters. Um, you can tie in, you know, the people of, of you know. I want to see what the resistance does. I want to see what their leadership is thinking about doing. I, I haven't figured out the politics of what. Of what the new republic? What did you call it? The yeah, I, I love the free call republic. Grant? I called it the free, free republic. Free republic. I yes, love that. I love yeah. that so much. The free republic. That's the thing. So it's just mm-hmm. like it's not feudalism, you know. And but like I want to see this blossom, and I want to see. So we now we start seeing Ben Solo, and we lay the groundwork that he's communicating with Ray as she's doing this, and we see the like ghost, um, the movie ghost relationship, <laughs> like start to blossom. So we really develop that. And see it for him rather than just like, oh, we have, they have ghost kids, you know, um, and maybe you can still hide the fact that like, you know, her, I don't know, somewhere. So yeah, I think she great. gets right. Yeah. I think she gets pregnant in this trilogy somewhere. And then you do a, another trilogy after that, um, which is that really explores and does your Abelot thing and explores those kids, uh, raised kids and, you know, and really goes deeper down in the lore there. But you could still lay some of the force groundwork in there, like some, you know, you could, she could have her start purging temples or, you know, figure, you know, or she she investigates, she unravels the mystery of Palpatine, like all of his places he's been. And, and, and she's maybe she, you know, he has all those black sites all over the galaxy yeah. that he's doing. And so she starts there and then that leads to the temples later on. Um, because, I mean, when you think about it, these feature movies are only two hours, you know, some are two and a half. You know, it's like you can't get a lot done in three, two and a half hour there's, movies. There's also some fun retconning you can do if you want to dive into the Palpatine stuff where, yeah, you know, in the novelization, we know it said that her father was a strand cast clone of Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That can yeah. easily be reworked in a million different ways wherein yeah. you know maybe ray is the strand cast clone and then it pays right. off the last jedi mirror scene and we find out that palpatine was trying to create this abeloth character if we if we go back to my th- you know what i mean like sure. there's yeah. so much you could it, do and, that would be fun. and wouldn't that be her one of her first stops would be like i gotta figure out where my parents came from you know who yes. was my father totally who, you know what is going on there where was you know what is the site you know you could start her kicking through the ruins of, of exegol you know, just like there and then sort of, you know, trying to start her investigation, um, you know, from that spot. I, I think, you know, it, yeah. it, might, it might at the risk of being too much exposition and being too slow. I just don't think so. We have these actors in their prime. They're fantastic. Um, let's let's get and, and, and they really these are the best parts of the sequel trilogy. Let's enhance it and then really start going in a, in a direction that's not 
beholden to previous Skywalkers. You've got the Palpatine legacy. It's like almost you can unpack the rise of Skywalker in which so much happened and um, without much (laughs) exposition at all. Um, And I think you could do it in six movies. So I I have I'm going to jump in. I'm going to I'm going to one up you for a second, Ben, with the six movie idea. And the first thing I want to do is a disclaimer to our listeners. So we talked at the end of last episode saying we're going to do our episode 10 pitch. That was the only communication we had. I mean, we've texted about other stuff, but in terms of this. Weirdly, we have all stayed out of each other's lanes. Yeah. So I honestly think what we've just pitched <laughs> is our episodes 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. <laughs> I right. think we've pitched the next nine <laughs> movies. Right. So Disney, call us. We yeah. have a, we have the next nine movies because Ben, your your trilogy centers around the politics a little bit. I mean, we're all gonna like we're well, all gonna do yeah. force. I was gonna include Thrawn. Like I was like, let's bring Thrawn and let's but bring you, you know the Rebels. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely could. So so here's the thing. Like Ben, yours kind of is the politics, the formation of the free republic, right? So that's the political end. Mine is the Star Wars, the wars and the stars. Because I remember my whole thing is I was having trouble. What's the Force story, and then. And then and then Grant's is the force centered one. Right. Yeah. So so you actually it, it weirdly tells this logical building story where obviously like Ben, yours is going to deal with force stuff and yours is going to deal with war stuff. That's going to be there. Mine's going to deal with there's going to be force stuff and politics there. But like the main thing is the war with the Chiss ascendancy and then Grant's. And I love that we end with the force stuff. Right. Like, I honestly think and we could tell all this like like grant like the kid the twins can be born like during ben's trilogy right and during my trilogy the twins are there right like they're there in the training they're there and there it's like like i kind of love this like like it doesn't trample on anyone's ideas it's no crazy. you're exactly right and actually i mean if if like nine more movies is too much, you could compress this into a trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's you what do, I was thinking. You that's could do my thinking. story first, and then you know Adam second, the second, and then by the there could be time spaces in between these movies, yeah. right? So by the third yeah. movie, she has two kids, and there's this like force expedition that that the kids are going on. And that's tell the other war story. Right? I think you could interweave all of these and make one real tight trilogy, and uh, wherein the twins are already born. And I don't have somewhere for the the daughter to go after she's corrupted by the dark side. If Thrawn's in the galaxy, that's somewhere she can go. Ezra's already, you know, being harnessed by Thrawn. She sees that. She doesn't disagree with it because she's now part of the dark side. Right. And yeah. you have a real fighting force there. That is a real fight. As Thrawn, yeah. that's Ray's daughter, and that's Ezra Bridger chained up in the back. Like that is yeah a dangerous that, armada. The leaders of a dangerous armada. Th- right that there. could be the Empire Strikes Back. That could totally. be the second thing. Is like when it comes to a head against the Chist ascendancy. The first episode could be just gathering the new Jedi Order, like gathering Ahsoka and how that comes together and purging out the end of the final order just in time to face this new challenge. And then it, they're like, okay, where do you go for the you know the third? Yeah. And it's just like, boom, you've got this this existential um, Sith threat that um, that that has been born from within. I love it. I love the fact that also, I mean, not to I want to do rankings or anything, but number one is for me is probably Empire. Number two is probably episode eight. So isn't it fitting that my pitch would also be the middle one of the (laughs) new trilogy? (laughs) I like the darkest before the dawn stories. Yeah, they're pretty good. 
I'm a big fan of the, the middle chapters of both the Star mm-hmm. Wars films. Yeah. Two uh, Towers, my I like favorite. Guys. Uh, I would watch this movie. Yeah. Two Towers is also, yeah. Yeah. All right. So call us, Disney. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're, we're happy you can go to work tomorrow. All of us are free, um, as far as anyone knows. And uh, yeah, we'll just jump right in. <laughs> my... This is an example of a writer's room, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Which, which that is would probably be a good job, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be very cool. Especially like like literally Disney, please call me. My job's probably gonna get phased out in the next five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, real life sucks. Uh moving on. All right. Any uh anything else y'all wanna add, you know, add I don't I didn't, you know, I don't wanna box you in, mm. Grant, if there's something else. I know Grant's like, I've got ten movies I get right now, right now. Um so was there anything else you wanted to to That's place it. there? I, I got everything across that I think I thought would be interesting. Yeah. So they're fantastic ideas, um, both of you. Uh, so awesome. Well, um, thanks very much for listening to this uh, pitch episode. We love doing these. You're going to hear more about, you know, you, you've already heard us talking about these ideas, but it was nice to sort of get them all in one place. Um, we just got some breaking news and we will tell it to you in our next episode. Um, and that will probably come out at the exact same time as this episode. <laughs> um, and it rhymes with Schmoba Schmet. Um, and then, uh, we're going to, uh, go into real deep dives about what is star Wars and really investigate what we have, um, at a real granular level, um, that I think is actually going to be super fun, um, in future episodes. So, um, stay with us. Um, there's a bunch of you out there and we really appreciate every single one of you, um, reach out to us. Um, we're good people. We like people, um, and we will respond and, uh, thanks so much for listening and, um, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>